Hi, I'm Alvian Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. So we have a juicy one today, Douglas. Mm -hmm. So this one, in the era of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, if you've ever seen those reality television shows where one person is dating multiple people and... And in the area of, of reality television, you always have these triangle relationships. Is it possible for you to love two people equally at the same time? It's that classic struggle when you have feelings for more than one person. And our audience wants to know. Yeah. Or is that old <laughs> rock and roll song, Torn Between Two Lovers? Right? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. what do you think? Speak on behalf of men everywhere. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just a little burden on you. No, sorry. Uh, you know, I think it is possible to have strong feelings for more than one person at the same time. Mm-hmm. That said, um, it's a, f- a form of supreme self-indulgence to allow that circumstance to persist for any length of time. And the question then becomes, so how do you resolve that kind of a circumstance? Where do you begin to divine your true feelings? I haven't personally been in this experience, so I'm not going to try to speak out out of experience. Um, but but out of a sense of conviction um, that when we are attracted to to two people at the same time, we create a kind of artificial tension. That there's something perversely almost um, uh, fulfilling about the idea that. Oh, there are two people. Oh, it feeds the ego. It's narcissism at its best. Absolutely. <laughs> and so if you allow this to persist, then you're then you're you know, you're indulging in that narcissism mm-hmm. in the extreme. You are swimming in the attention. Mm-hmm. There are I, I suspect circumstances where you could walk yourself into the belief that you don't want to cause hurt. But I'm going to be very blunt here and say that's a that's a nice argument, <laughs> but it's a cover up. It's a cover up for the narcissism. Mm-hmm. Either let them both go, or choose, or choose. Mm. But to allow that to exist for for any length of time is quite frankly self indulgent at at the least. At the most, it's reprehensible. Mm. So I've spoken for the men. <laughs> well, I'm not sure would agree with me, but right. I've spoken boy, for them nonetheless. Boy, did you take a hard line on that I, I am. I am a hard liner on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it's, it's a very interesting question for me. Um, because I, over the years in my life, have had, as I referenced in uh, one of our previous shows, you know, multiple guy friends. Mm 
And admittedly, most of my guy friends are quite beautiful. I am fortunate to have lots of beautiful friends in my life. And when you have beautiful, capable people, talented in their own right and rich in personality, it's very easy for there to be attraction that's developed in those spaces. And when you have friendship and, and values that you share in common and interests you share in common, it's also very easy for you to find yourself developing these emotional attachments in these spaces too. So you have to be very, very careful about what it is that you feed and nurture. And there was a story that I, I think many of us have heard over the years, and it was, you know, about um, two wolves, basically, and uh, what you have a wolf that is angry and you have a wolf that is love and they're in constant battle. And the question is, which one is going to win? And the answer is whichever one you feed. And that is true hmm. in relationship as well. If you are serious about either of those relationships, really serious about them, especially if one of those relationships was in the context of true um, commitment, monogamous commitment, then you owe it to that relationship to stop feeding the wolf of the other relationship. And if you're unable to do that effectively by dialing down, you know, whatever you find kind of nurtures the emotion, the affirmation, the, you know, the internal applause you're getting from having this other person who just is so into you. If you're unable to be able to move that to a healthy place that could potentially be friendship, then it really is essential that you cut off that relationship because you cannot feed both of them and expect that you're ever going to be able to have a healthy relationship with either one of them long term. So Douglas, yes. have you ever had friends that were in that scenario? I have. How did they, re how did they resolve their issue? Well, I, there are two circumstances that come to mind, and I would say that uh, one ended well and one didn't. Mm -hmm. um, the one that ended well, um, the, I, I was familiar with the, the woman in the relationship, mm. one of the women in the relationship, I should say, <laughs> and uh, and she was she wasn't the uh, chosen one. One, mm -hmm. um, uh, but the fellow uh, was a mature. Um, individual, emotionally secure, um, intelligent, and and had a, a very honest conversation and said, you know, I, more or less, um, I care deeply about you, but at the end of the day, my life is with this person. And um, I, I should never have allowed my feelings for you to, to grow to the point where this was ever a, even a, in contest. Wow. And I did a disservice to you to by allowing us. yeah absolutely and, and i you know wow it takes great emotional courage um uh, you know to face that face up to that and mm -hmm. be honest about it and i he obviously did her a great service by uh, by doing that in, in the other circumstance um it went on forever um <laughs> i knew the guy in question mm. and um he was this was a reverse situation he was so two, two, guys two guys in this and, scenario and and i'm I, I wish i could say uh that um it ended well but um 
the woman he was in, involved with was just not a strong person. Mm. She was a very nice person. Mm. And I think she was a good person at heart. But I, she wasn't strong enough and she agonized constantly. And she it, it had, it drew both men into the dialogue. Mm. You know, and she made it clear to both of them that she was trying to decide. And, you know, I, I put myself into that circumstance because I, I, trying to understand what was going on, I had to sort of see myself in that scenario. And, and right. I, and I got to tell you, I, I, my conclusion was I'd been out of there in a heartbeat because I have too much self-respect to allow that. You know, I, I think my answer would have been, you know, I care about you, but you need to decide. Right. And, you know, when it's when you us. have. Right. Let me know. You know, let me know. But, um, you know, I'm not going to harbor any kind of mm -hmm. uh, of false hope here um, because I, 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 I see that you're wrestling with this and that, that you're not capable of deciding. And what's so interesting about your conclusion in that is that I, I think that it's very true when you're dealing with people, referencing some of the previous conversations that we've had um, in other shows, when you're dealing with people who have holes, mm -hmm. how our holes, quote unquote, fill each other's. So if I don't see myself as worthy as one of the two partners who may who are sort of on the outside. So if it's the two men, for instance, mm -hmm. who are wanting to be with this one woman, if I don't see myself as worthy and if I'm the woman and I am naturally selfish, we are actually feeding each other's issues. I need more and you don't deserve you. You don't think you deserve more. So you're willing to put up with the fact that you are one of, and I am willing to allow you to be, two in my life because I need this thing to feed me. It's interesting how our holes will feed each other almost, you know, it becomes almost a codependent mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. and someone ends up having to at least acknowledge that this is where we are and we're going to need to do something about it because the emotions get very real. I, in, in Life, Love, and Internet Dating, I, I told the story of uh, a situation that I, where I had been in an email dialogue with a woman. Mm -hmm. And as it unfolded, she made it clear to me that she had just started a relationship with someone, didn't know how things would work out. And then she kind of took out this this insurance policy. She said, you know, would you be okay if, <laughs> you know, I kind of put you on hold while you, I wait and see. Will you be my parachute if I have to jump right. out of this plane? Uh, uh, you know, I, I have to say that, uh, you know, I, that, didn't take very long for me to respond. I, I, I hope I responded in a, in a <laughs> affirming way. And I said, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. I was born to be the plane, not the parachute. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, we, I think people do that sometimes. They, they want to take out an emotional um, insurance policy. And, and, you know, so I've got one in the wings. Just in case. In case. Just in case. This doesn't work out. Yeah. Indeed. But love deserves commitment and honesty. And sometimes that means we have to let go of the thing that makes us feel a little 
secure to invest in the thing that really deserves 100% of ourselves. So well said. And that's another episode of Love Life. Mm -hmm. We hope you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed being with you. Absolutely. If you have uh, a question or a topic that you'd like to talk about, please write to us at alvian at lovelife.digital. Or Doug at lovelife.digital. And we'll be happy to take it up in a future episode. Indeed. We thank you for listening. We thank Barbara Ham Lee, our producer, and Todd Washburn, our recording engineer. And we'll be back next week.